Teacher, what star is that? Peace of the planet, you know what it is, Adisa the Bishop, you know what I'm saying? The Black Ron Burgundy is in the building. And uh, I'm chilling with one of my homies from like, how long have we been cool? I mean, when when was when was it that, that you did the DMC at the HHCF place? Well, how long ago was that? Was that four years ago, five? Uh, 2016. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, at the old HHCF headquarters. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We did the DMC battle. Shout out to Christy Z. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the turntablists around the world because this is how we rock out here. Um, And I'm chilling with none other than DJ Akiko Love. Battle DJ, scratch artist, baller, representing LA. Welcome to Bishop Chronicles. Thank you. Uh, Happy to have you on. I'm so honored to be here. I just can't thank you enough. You just be continue to be like this uh, amazing supporter of mine um, for someone who uh, lacks confidence at times. And you should not. <laughs> You've just reached out to me and, and given me amazing opportunities and continue to do so. And I'm just just very grateful and thank you for your 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 belief in me. And and wow, just your time well, that you give to me. Thank you. Well, you know, uh, you know, no problem, you know. You're you're welcome because you're dope. And you know, I remember when 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 we did that battle. Do you remember how packed that place was? Yeah, that place was packed. <laughs> like I thought the cops were gonna come. I was sure. Really? I was sure <laughs> we were violating some fire codes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were hell of people at that battle, and I didn't expect it. I was like, okay, you know, we'll have a yeah. hundred, you know, maybe two. Yo, cats was like, excuse me. Excuse me. I was like, yo, and you killed it. You killed it. You know, I, 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 I champion you and I champion your work because you're dope and you're a good person. And that's all I really care about. That's hip hop to me. If you're dope and you're a good person, you should help that person rise. I, I, I just believe that. And you did so well and you were so cool. And my daughter was like, that's my favorite DJ. And I was like, mine too. So, you know what I'm saying? Bindo. Bindo. Thank you. You know, so, you know, I wanted to talk to you because we are in a crazy time. We got the COVID, we got the lockdowns, we got the masks and no masks and all this other stuff. And two of the things that people are really starting to get into during this time of COVID is chess, which, you know, I love and turntablism, DJing at the house, right? And setting it off, right? Um, especially since D nice did that thing and everyone, so everybody's trying to do their thing, whatever. Right. So while that is dope, while that is dope, a lot of people don't know where to start. A lot of people don't know how to begin. What does it mean to be a DJ in the beginning? Now, uh, on your Facebook page, right. Um, I saw a video that you posted a while ago. How long ago was it where you were talking about the beginnings of scratch basics and DJ basics? I felt like it was fair. <laughs> what did he tell you? I don't know. But don't... you were saying that you started DJing in 1998. 
Uh, yes. And yeah. so I wanted to first ask you about what was your introduction to turntablism and DJing like in 1998? Mm -hmm. And what was your beginning in, in this path like? Oh God, it was so much fun. Um, at that time, uh, my introduction, like to many, was uh, that uh, epic uh, showcase uh, between the executioners and the uh, Invisible Scratch Pickles. I saw that video. I was just floored. <laughs> like, what are they doing? I want to do. I was there for that. That was crazy. You were there? Oh my goodness! I was there. I was there. People oh forget. Goodness. Like people forget that. Like when I talk about hip hop, I really know about every element because, <laughs> in some level, I was a rogue scholar in the mix i was there yeah that was sick that's like you know everybody's uh uh turntable list moment like uh like rounders for poker the poker <laughs> booth. totally yeah totally uh, yeah it was that that battle that that tape i was with uh my my friend uh we we uh, you know we would we would uh break dance and yeah then, uh, uh you know, have fun that way. And uh, um, he had uh, a DJ, um, a cousin that DJed who did mobile gigs. Mm. Uh, and so uh, we're just messing with some turntables. And uh, as soon as I saw that tape, I was like, I want turntables. So I saved my pennies for a summer, you know, my freshman college year. And I, 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 I never spent that type of, type of money before. Like, right, that was right. the most money I ever spent. And uh, I bought myself two decks and a Pro Vestex 05. Okay, so wow. so what did so what were your turntables? Uh, techniques. Techniques. Twelve Sandres. Yeah. yeah. You got the twelves off top. See, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. Well, when I was DJing, it was when people used to DJ with 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 rocks. It was so old. <laughs> but well, I had a lot um, more of a humble uh, beginning actually. Uh, we the same group of people like my my boys uh, in 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 college. We were fraternity boys too. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, we were still homies in fifth, sixth grade. Actually, we knew each other since kindergarten. That's crazy. Um, we started DJing in fifth, sixth grade, but it was just too expensive. So we were Man. using one Techniques turntable, but it wasn't like a 1200. It was right, you know, right. Um, much more affordable and a realistic Radio Shack mixer. <laughs> was it the one that all had all the faders that only went up? No crossfader? Or did you Ooh, have a crossfader? That's a good question. My I first mixer was that one. Effect. So even to this day, I actually yeah. don't really mess with the crossfaders. I go up. Because that's that's yeah. the only mixer I had was there was the realistic. Yeah, yeah that's, that's hilarious. Like, got hamster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that transition. <laughs> so what were the what were the what were the hip hop records that you remember early on? Uh, let's let's take it back in the early. What are the earliest hip hop records that you remember just playing and loving for like take take Ooh. DJing out like just like I love this song Ooh. I love this you know yeah, that's a great question Vi vinyl any song just oh, any it, song but vinyl vinyl's fine but like songs that you just remember like yo this uh, song was dope to me that reason, song was like the vibe the energy his rhythm his vibe like I love heavy D <laughs> hey heavy D R.I.P oh but God. now Heavy D was so dope. Girls and girls will love me. <laughs> Heavy D, I, you know, it's weird too because he was so amazing when he passed away and he still gets props. Mm. But like, I still don't think he gets the props he, he really deserves. Oh my goodness. I, I loved watching him perform. 
he could dance, he could rap, he could <laughs> yeah, act, he was funny. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Everybody yeah. go look up something by Heavy D right now. You know what I'm saying? Like for well, not right now, but after you finish Bishop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so so what about okay? So you get these turntables, you get your mixer. Yeah. Did you have somebody teaching you? How to do stuff like how were you getting your knowledge because back in my day you you had somebody who who laced you right and i guess that that, that the same core of people and friends like we had other friends who dj'd and battled as well and so that, that helped mm -hmm. but at that time at, at 98 we weren't sharing very much right <laughs> yeah so like um whatever video footage i could get my hands on whatever mm -hmm. on the radio um like if i could catch any of the the junkies on the radio yeah be junkies oh, i was so spoiled in the 90s oh the radio was so good did you used to go did you used to go see him set it off ever uh i'm sorry like did, see him did you play? ever go see see the beat junkies do shows or did you just, um, yeah. or did you just pick up the the VHSs whenever they popped up, or like what was um, the vibe? I'm trying to think. I'm like, you know, yes, of course, like you know, um, throughout the years. But like when I first right. started out, I'm trying to think. Like, I, you know, I had the the complete um, honor to uh, to DJ with Icy Ice. I was like, Woo! Oh, shout out to like, Icy Ice. You know I'm like, he he blew my mind. I like I didn't know that you could do that. <laughs> with hey. like, what that's allowed you could yeah. like wow okay that's possible <laughs> i didn't know that was possible um and i would say he he's he's by far the dj who who's made a mark on me by um i've never seen another dj who i would say like just a master on the mic as well mm. uh, now that on. is a separate skill for oh, a dj right God. Cause oh there's a lot God. of DJs that that can be like, but like you give them a mic and they're like, um, "Was this thing on? Hey guys, uh, I'm a DJ." You know what I'm saying? Not the case with Icy Ice at all ever. Oh, the epitome of a party rocker. And I, yes. I, I, wow, I learned so much just watching him. Yeah. yeah. Nah, that's dope, man. Shout out to all the beat junkies. You know, we just had Rhett Matic on not too long ago. Oh, you did? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta get yeah. gotta get Babs on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got love for the B-Junkies forever, you know, straight <laughs> up. Um, so how did you, what were your, what were your records that you first started? Did you focus on juggling? Did you focus on scratching? Did you focus scratching. on blends? Scratching. You were straight, straight uh, scratching. For seven months, I was just scratching. <laughs> no mixing, no blends. And then what I, what I figured out was like, hey, you know, uh, I started DJing for our fraternity parties and, mm. uh, started making money off the gigs. I heard that. People, what college were you at and what fraternity uh, were you in? Let's see. Undergrad, I did go to Cal Poly Pomona. I was at an open fraternity at Cal State LA and I repped Beta Omega Phi, meaning, uh, you know, open fraternity. We we were all from all over UC, Cal State, yeah, um, JCs, what, what, yeah. Uh, private schools as well. So, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're all over Southern Cali. We had a good time. Sick. Yeah. Did you guys have crazy pledging stuff? Of course. <laughs> what was the craziest? What was the craziest pledge thing that I could share and not get my with fraternity in trouble? <laughs> whatever you you could think of and heard and whatever. Right, like, all of that. Yeah, we we did that. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were no deaths. So right, which did. is important. 
Yes, of course. You know, that's awesome. You know, you enjoy the living the tragedies that some, you know, Greek. Yeah. Um, no, it could go too far sometimes for sure. Yeah, for sure. But but you had some good times and you rock some parties. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that's like where I got my chops. Um, rocking those uh, college parties, the, the fraternity parties, sorority parties, doing the clubs. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, Dope. When what was the first scratch you had? Like, like I'll give you an example. When I was when I was young, and and understand, like I was scratching pre-transform, right? Like early days. The scratch to do, if you were dope, the litmus test for dopeness in 1983 was if you could match Dr. Dre's solo scratch from surgery. Really? If you could do the scratch from surgery, you were unquestionably dope. Very few people could do that scratch. Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre? Yeah, Dr. Dre. Huh. The song is called Surgery. And okay. his he has an opening scratch that for its time, there was nothing like it. Huh. Again, this is pre-transform. This yeah. is pre-transform. No yeah. one scratched like Dr. Dre. He was unquestionably dope. And I remember I went to the guy who was teaching me how to DJ. And we both had that record. And he was like, we're playing it. And I was like, man, Dr. Dre is like crazy, right? And he was like, yeah, he was like, can you do that scratch? And I was like, no, man, that's Dre, fool. Like nobody can do that. So what was the scratch? Can you can you explain it? The, the, was it a pattern? Was it... it was a pattern. Okay, okay. It was just an ill solo. So it'd be like, it was like, because it was like, you know, he was like a doctor, right? Okay. So he'd be like, calling Dr. Dre to surgery. Tuck, tuck, did it. Like, if you play, I can do that scratch right now to this day. I can, I can match it. And he matched it. And I was like, teach me, sensei. <laughs> and so he was like, all right. So he started showing me what's up. But like, that scratch was dope. I felt like, um, obviously, the rocket scratch was dope. Um you know, Grand Mixture DST. Uh, who else had the dope? I mean, Joe Cooley was later, but but yeah. DJ Joe Cooley was out of control. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, obviously Cash Money, obviously uh, Jazzy Jeff. You know what I'm saying? Um, but 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 that's when the transform starts, and everything changes after the transform starts. That that's just crazy. How like your description in the scratch. Uh, evolution or development or just people who uh impacted uh, yeah uh, scratching um you you name djs and you you're, you're alluding to more or less like uh tracks or or scratch production yeah right? yeah where, yeah. where um I, i'll be frank with you like my my knowledge and, and, and understanding of scratching is just, it's just not like that where, um, but, but you came in after it was so much more developed. That's why, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm almost talking archaic scratching. Like if you heard it, you might not be impressed by it. You know what I mean? You'd be like, I could do that in my sleep. That, that I just appreciate that history, you know, like that. I, I'm like, I, I get jazzed about that. I'm like, oh, you yeah, know, like, damn, you know, I want to go back and study it. And, and like, I, I get such a kick out of seeing that. I'm like, okay. You know, like this is how they incorporate scratching. This is how they incorporate with the music. Where, this is where I think there's that gap where like the musicality is 
lacking these days. Mm. Now that is a deep thing, right? Because <laughs> speaking of the musicality, in those days, I'll tell you who was just um, still. But I mean, obviously, because he's such a producer now, you don't tend to think of him as the DJ he is. But the the first most melodic scratcher in hip hop DJing to me is Premier. No one. Mm. No one is as melodic with their scratching as Premier. And the only other person that I ever knew who was near that and is is damn close is uh DJ back in the day from from the Bay, you wouldn't know, but it's 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 Rob Ski, Rob Ski back in the day from Daily City. Okay. Everybody you know Rob Ski, but he now lives in Florida and goes by by Rob Flow, mm. but Rob Flo's musicality in scratching is only bested by Premier. Only. He's the only person. And, and I'm saying through the history of my life, I listen to so many DJs. I've been to so many battles. I've been in so many backyards. I've been to so many house parties. Rob, Rob Ski, a.k.a. Rob Flo, and, and Premier. But the musicality that Premier is able to deliver on a turntable for me is akin to like when, you know, and only people who know jazz know like when miles davis blows in a horn you know it's miles and that's a that's a particular kind of skill mm. i almost always know when premiere is doing his thing because the musicality is 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 in the scratch and it's 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 un it's it's not matched gotcha yeah um when i think of musicality the the the, the first thing that pops out is d styles uh, yeah D Styles, hell of musicality, for sure. It's that funk and flow and control, and this is the yep, yep. So, what was like the first? So I told you, okay. So I I started with this, you know, Dr. Dre scratch. Yeah. Was there was there a scratch solo that you followed, or was there a, was there a routine that anybody else did that you tried to like match? Like, how did you how did you say okay? I'm at the level. Cause I, I watch people try to do Dre scratch and they couldn't do it. And he's like, he's trash. They kind of got it. Hey. You know, like what, what was, <laughs> what was your litmus test at the time for your, for your skill? Like what was the I bar? Was, I was so misguided. <laughs> you just a rebel, a, a rebel I, scratch artist. Yeah. Um, thinking back, like I, I, um, was trying to do the crap scratch right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, trying to think i was trying to emulate uh either a chirp sound right or doing single quick flares like stuff like just way beyond yeah and like shout out to dj flair <laughs> and thinking back that's super like you know like you know i i didn't have a teacher i don't know and then right you're yeah. a ronin you're a ronin dj <laughs> Wow. So like these days, like when I when I practice, it, it's mostly practicing root scratches and fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Which brings me back yeah. to my point. What is a root scratch and a fundamental for someone who is brand new? They're at the house. They got their setup, but they don't really know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Uh, five scratches. Uh, baby. Of course. Tear. Um, and then... You know, um, it, it doesn't matter what step, you know, it depends on what you're comfortable with, but right. uh, a stab, a transform, and a chirp. Yeah. Those are your yeah, yeah. scratches and everything beyond that. Like, it, it builds all your other more complex. Um, now, let me ask you, as someone who was an older DJ who was scratching, like, before the transform, like, 
who kind of created the idea that those were the root scratches? I'm curious. Do you know? I'm curious because I'm I'm asking out of curiosity. Oh, and like, so that that concept I got as as a student at QSU, Cuba Scratch mm-hmm. University. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. shout out to Q. Yeah. Yeah, um, I spent quite a bit on my on my uh, turntables education. I, right. Um, um, working with different coaches and teachers, and and uh, being part of different schools. Um, it's been a lot of fun. So yeah. where where did you go, and who were your teachers? Like, I'm curious. I'm always curious as to like yeah. the path, you know, because to me it's like a martial artist, right? Like if you if you know who someone's teachers are, <laughs> you can kind of get a sense of how they think and how they battle. You know, that, that's all I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, scratching is definitely my martial art. Yeah. My yeah. Um, as far as teachers that I work with, I, I'm trying to think. Who was the very first DJ turn to, uh, I decided to hire? I think Mr. Victor. Okay. From uh, 9 o'clock in France. Okay. Shout out to him. Um, three-time uh, world uh, team champs. Word. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um and oh my goodness like he he taught me so much um oh wow um got me in the mindset understanding more of that euro style um lajad mapping um i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but nope i'm out <laughs> um yeah you know like if you look at it like uh, uh style um like the french or europe um uk um there's when there's juggling or there there's scratch sets, it's it's a lot of it's like deconstructed and pre-produced. Mm, like, mm-hmm. It's so very perfectly, and um, th- some sets have no back hewing involved at all. Right, right. You right. know, so um, and that's done through production. So um, and it's just a different way of of of, of battling. But it's, I, I really I really never realized that. You know oh what my god. It just I really never realized that about <laughs> about the UK DJs. So you know he, he introduced me to that and uh, really helped me fill in the gaps of my my, my fundamentals that I had. Um, this is probably before your time, but um, did you know a DJ named DJ Lisi from London? You ever heard of Lisi? L e a c y. What what year was he active? Lisi would have been. Nah, you weren't. You would you wouldn't have known because that would have been that would have been like ninety three. Okay. DJ Lisi was like 93 okay. and like Lisi was yeah. off the chain as a, as a scratch DJ, but yeah. really Lisi's um, skill was in the way that he would put breaks together. And he always had rare grooves. Like he was playing records. I really didn't know where the hell he got them from. You know, when I would listen to his mixtape and he would, he made me mad in a happy way. Cause I was like, I don't even know where that's from. Right. But it's dope, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, Lisi died in a car crash. Um, really young, really young, you know, but RIP Lisi, man. But like, I didn't realize that the UK sets had their own kind of. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's like, if you could think of any sport, like even, uh, I'm sure in the jiu-jitsu, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, the, like American jiu-jitsu, American Brazilian jiu-jitsu is probably very different than Brazilian jiu-jitsu in Brazil, right? Or, you know, Japanese jiu-jitsu, right, on the ground. Still going to be very different. Oh, that, like, these just touched on Japan. Like, Japan turntablism is just, oh, my God, a different level. They're just beasting out there. I just have yeah. You know, it's funny because even though like hip hop came from North America, like if it wasn't for Europe and Japan, where would we be? Uh. Right. 
like we i mean we wouldn't you know we'd be dope but we wouldn't be you know what i mean like i feel like in between like we have these huge tent pole moments in hip-hop here but like they keep it going on the day-to-day you know on the daily grind i'm, I'm always impressed by them you know always impressed by them mm-hmm. yeah yeah and this just speaks like how powerful like uh, turntableism turntableism is for people and how that art reaches reaches people speaks to people it's beautiful no totally i love totally. it yeah so <laughs> when was your first battle uh my first battle wait hold on before my first battle let me finish my my, my coaches so oh yeah yeah let me get these coaches lay them out lay them out <laughs> so like uh uh rob swift shout out to rob swift mm. uh melody um brolic arm i don't have one but you know. <laughs> um and i'm trying to think of who else Oh, and then, you know, of course, Kubert, uh, KSU. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I made fun. my, I made my second that. beat ever at Q's house. Your second, second beat? At, the ever. second beat I ever made in my life, I made at Kubert's house. Wow. What, yeah. Okay. So share the story. <laughs> so have you ever heard of FM2O? No. Okay. So FM2O was one of the most devastating rap crews in the history of Earth based out of the bay area it was it was nim also known as fmd the furious mind destructionist and uh h2o also known as harrell harris um and they teamed up with cubert mixmaster mike and apollo and they were fmo they were like hardcore metal and rap but i mean hardcore thrash like like slayer level metal you know what i mean with rap but it was they were too early the world wasn't ready Mm. you know but Nim used to go to, where did Nim go to? He went to Reardon High School. I went to Oceana High School. And my boy who lived down the street went to Reardon. He was like, oh, my boy Nim raps. So he connected us, me and him connected. And he was like, oh, I'm about to go make a beat over at Q's house. And that's how I met Qbert. Dang. I, it, I, this was like yeah. 1980. Six or seven? Really? Wow. Yeah. 1986 wow. or seven, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before I do forget, and you know, we we talked about a little bit like yeah. the world is is uh looking for outlets and stuff. Yeah. And chess. Yeah. We gotta chess it up. Let's go. I'm, I'm down. Like, I'm still looking for that. Do you are you on light chess or chess.com? No, I'm on chess.com. You are just as hip hop chess. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, but I, I just logged in after not being in for like two and a half years. Okay, we're gonna play right now then, or after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I gotta get a few games with you. Like, all I, right, I, we're gonna so, hook it up. We're yeah. gonna hook it up. Yes, please. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Um, um I, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly new to the game. I'm yeah. just basically using a, a, a Queen's Gambit to open. Sweet, sweet. And, That's my favorite Gambit. What? <laughs> Is it really? Don't steal my style. <laughs> Don't come in stealing my style. I, I'm pretty aggressive. I love being aggressive. I'm hyped. I love this. Just like I am on the tables. That's yeah. So how did your battle go, though? You my didn't. First you, battle. You, yeah. What happened in the battle? My first battle. Oh, that's. I don't remember my very first battle. What is it? Is it a? That's actually. I want to really say cool. a world records battle. I want to say. Yeah. Because I think it was a quick mix battle, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> How'd you do though? I don't remember. <laughs> hey, that's great. That's great. I, I think that's good. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Because when because if you won, then you're not really tripping off it. And if you lost, it didn't impact you. 
Right, 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 right. I, 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 so yeah, I get very first battle. I don't remember my very first battle, and wow, that's crazy. Nah, right. nah, that's cool. <laughs> I think that's cool. Now you've put out some break records with the scratch snobs. Can you talk about those records and what inspired yeah. you to make them? Uh, yay versus Tay. Yeah, yeah. Can you show them that? Is there one around? Oh, let me give me a minute right here. Let me let me pull one out here. Yay versus Tay is 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 a battle record that that she put out and it's really dope. The cover art is sick. And if you don't know what a battle record is, uh, people, it is a record with sounds on it that are made for DJ battles and scratching. So rather than having like a complete song, it's a bunch of sounds like it might be people counting one, two, three, you know, so people can scratch that or it could be like a car crash or it could be like some Kung Fu stuff like my style is the best. And so I challenge you, stuff like that. Yeah, yay versus Tay. You know what I'm saying? Fresh. So what made you put that out and what's on it? Tell the people what 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 that is. Yeah, so yay versus Tay is Kanye versus Taylor Swift. I love it. <laughs> and so side A is all about uh, samples on Kanye. Yes. Uh, side B is Taylor Swift. Scrap samples. Um, I made this my homie Mike C, Scratch Stomps. Uh, right now we're we're kind of laying low. Yeah, um, yeah. So this might be a collector's item. Yeah, you can't <laughs> get that, partner. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta beg somebody on eBay to come about that there. You know, maybe. So you got any new ones or not? Nah? Um, not right now. Break records. In the works and project I shared uh, with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, working on some things right now. Yeah. The chest. They're coming out there. Secret, secret, secret. Yeah. That's X-File stuff. We can't tell you. <laughs> we got to kill you. You know what I'm saying? And we don't want to do that. You know? Um, so what what ha tell me about some of your more recent battle experiences and and what have you learned through those? Damn, you know, um, it has to connect with that question you asked me earlier um, about it's like identity, and uh, um, when I when I battled, it's therapy for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the last battle that I remember was let's see, 2019 LA DMC. Okay, where was that at? Long Beach. Man, I love LA. I might have to move down there one of these days. I don't know. I might have to do it. Oh no. Hey, no, my last one was in the bay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. My was that when I saw you? Yeah, that's the last one I saw. Yeah. yeah. Hella fresh. Oh. That was that was really fun. Yeah. Disappointing I didn't do how I placed, but I had lots of fun. Nah, it was dope. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like nobody wins them all. I mean, that's just the reality, <laughs> right? Like nobody. So um, nah, that's fresh. That was that was hella dope. Again, shout out to Christy Z. Christy Z is so crucial mm -hmm. to the global DJ community, especially where battling is concerned. I, I can't even think of what the battle scene would have been like without her. Like truly, like I don't know what the DJ with the with the quality and the quantity of American DJing, especially in the battle space, would be if it wasn't for Christy Z. Definitely. And I just want to echo that sentiment. Um, the the amount of work, the thankless work and hours that she puts in. Yeah, keyword yeah. is thankless. The uh, the amount of care and love she has for the table list yes. 
Um, and I want to share a story. I don't, I don't know if she'll be happy if I share this story or not, but it just, <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. Do it! <laughs> well, it, it, um, it was my very first DMC. Mm. I decided to go out to New York and compete. And I, I competed as Akiko Love, and this was one of my first times competing as her. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll tell you, I was like a hot mess at that time. Like, I didn't really know hair and makeup at that time. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, and I, 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 I was kind of more or less like cosplay. Like, I had this pink wig on. Um, I had this like Sailor Moon type of outfit on. And, right. Um, yeah, just having fun expressing myself. Right. And, and uh, you. Be me, yeah. And uh, you know, I always wanted to do DMC. Right. And it took me maybe like 13, 14 years after. So I'm like, okay, no, I'm gonna do it now. Right, I'm in. Um, and uh, you know, um I would say like I guess people weren't very supportive and may have mm -hmm. said some things and uh she did what she did and removed these entities there and made that space safe for me. No, see that's uh, beautiful, man. I didn't, and that's I what that hip hop story. is about, I though. I never knew that story, and uh, that just—wow, that just really touches me. And I'm just, for real. Nah, that's a big deal. That's a big deal, you know. And I appreciate you telling that story, um, because you you're you're guiding me toward this thing that happened to me years ago, uh, and then we're gonna keep pivoting. But so it was it was like 2000. I think it might have been 2001, but I doubt it. Uh, I was on a panel with Grand Mixer DXT and somebody else who goes way back from New York. And I really don't remember who that other person was. No disrespect. It's just kind of like a crazy day. And so in the middle of this conversation, someone asked, again, it's 2000. Yes, youngster. Yeah. Um, what do you guys uh, say about the lack of like gay, lesbian, trans presence and hip hop. And how do you feel like, how come there aren't more big artists like that right now? And like DXT and whoever was with me was not ready for that question really. And it wasn't that they were negative in any way. I could just tell that the question caught them off guard, right? So I'm from the Bay, I don't care. So I was like, I'll answer. I was like, you know, my take on it is that um, coming into the space, being gay, lesbian, transgender, etc., is not going to matter if you're not dope, right? Like if you cannot rock the mic, it will not matter, okay? If you're, I said like, so when a dope battle DJ shows up, that's when it'll matter, right? That's when it'll matter. But like you cannot get props just showing up as you are. And I use the Filipino community as an example. I said, look, when Qbert, Apollo, and Mike first showed up, no one hated on them, but no one cared either. They had to raise the bar for themselves and the art and become the pioneers and the legends and the leaders that they were to make everybody go, damn, these Filipinos are not playing right now on the turns. And that changed everything, right? So I felt the same way. And ironically, earlier this week, my boy Ramen was saying that he was at an event. He runs Rap Force Academy. Everybody follow Rap Force Academy. Everybody follow Ramen Jamal. If you don't know him, he's, he's a dope MC from the Bay. And he's a fantastic teacher of hip hop. 
uh, for real, especially rap, but he's dope on a lot of levels. So anyway, I'm just going to read this immediately. And then I want your thoughts because that was 20 years ago. Now he posts this on October 21st. To what degree does one self-identification with a culture or community determine their right to be identified as such? Context. In today's meeting on a prestigious educational committee, members of the Junior League asked about LGBTQ representation within hip-hop culture. The counter question was then posed as to whether a person's sexual identity is more important to their contribution to the culture. The OGs responded that in the early stages of hip-hop, no one cared about your race, gender, sexuality, et cetera, as long as you were dope at what you do. So why make that the focus? The youth replied that, there are, that identity politics is an important cultural shift for today's generation who value equitable representation from all walks of life, point taken. And then he continues to go on, but I wanted to get your take on that theme. Talk to me. How would you like to know? <laughs> what, I mean, what do you think? Like, do you think that... Because if a trans DJ shows up at an event, yeah. but they're not dope and they're not moving the culture and they're not winning, yeah. are we supposed to give that DJ just as many props as the cis woman who is handling business on the turns at a higher level? Or like in my day, you had to be raw. Do you still have to be raw? And to what degree are we not? Right. You know, is that a lowering of the bar? Are we lowering the yeah. bar if we say you got to be dope? Um, I, I, I suppose it depends on your your uh, framework and your, mm. your perspective. But I would say, like, your skills got to speak for itself. <laughs> First, <laughs> right? Like, who cared about Eminem until he was raw? Yes, yes. Right? You were just another white kid trying to rap until bars, 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 right? Yeah, if you could just close your eyes and listen, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 how I feel. I really think that that's important, and I think that if we if 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 we move away from that, hip hop stops being what it could and should be. That's right. that's how I feel because I feel like nothing should matter. I feel like in hip hop, nothing should matter more than skills. At right. the end of the day, right? Nothing should matter more than skills. Right. And, uh, you know, point taken, I understand celebrating identity. And for me, you know, personally, like, I do agree with you, like, skills speaks by itself. But um, what I've used battling for is a form of therapy and mm -hmm. a form for me to help help me really um, deal with my identity, yeah. express myself. Um, stand stand on my two feet and say, this is who I am. Right. Um, I'm not a, a, an aggressive, violent person. Right. I am a fucking bitch and a ruthless competitor when I'm on stage. <laughs> this I can attest to, having watched. <laughs> and so I lay it all out there. And um, um, I've been competing eight years straight. Yeah. Um, COVID gave me a little break. Like, I, 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 I before this battle season, I was a little burnt out, not knowing yeah. what was going to happen. And, and boom, you know, US, like, we, we, we got totally impacted. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're doing online DMCs right now, but, um, I, I, I really like the, the live aspect of it. It just gets me jazzed. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, nothing's right. like being in a club and, like, <laughs> yeah, watching it go down. That is fantastic. 
That is fantastic. Well, yo, before we dip, I want to say thank you for uh, being on Bishop Chronicles. I deeply appreciate you. I sincerely appreciate, you know, uh, the sacrifices that you've made to be the DJ that you are, the DJ that you stand as and and battle as and represent, you know, from the first time I saw you at the at the DMC HHCF battle to everything I've seen you do since to the Lady Snowblood mix. I ain't never forgot that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, I just want to thank you for all the sacrifices that you make to be the amazing human being that you are in hip hop today. I, I, I'm, I'm authentically grateful, you know? Uh, you're far too kind. <laughs> thank you again. I'm super honored. Um, and, and Adisa, like, I feel like we're doing things backward, but I am a Kiko love. I am a transgender female, if that wasn't clear for everyone. Yes. Humans are she and her. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, for people who are feeling down, uh, dealing with depression, um, dealing with trauma, uh, consider looking at the turntablism arts and see what that could offer you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where can people holler at you at? Um, to be frank, you know, like I, you checked out my Facebook page and I was shocked. <laughs> I'm like, I, I haven't been active on social media for a good minute. Yeah. And, it's important uh, to not be on social media sometimes though. It, I need I need to detox myself. I'm overdoing it. It's definitely a decision for my mental health. Um, but uh, you know, please, you know, um, look look what I have on there. I, I've made some statements and things I believe in on there. Um, my Instagram, at Kiko Love. Uh, my YouTube, um, DJ Kiko Love, and uh, Luv. I'll- L-U-V, yeah. I'll be, I'll be posting more stuff. Right now, like, I'm, I'm paying dues, learning, and, and just being in the lab and, and working on some things. So, yeah, look out. Nah, appreciate you. Well, thank you for being on Bishop Chronicles. And if you're into battling, if you want to learn how to be a better DJ, you got to check out DJ Kiko Love. All right, peace. Peace and love, Bishop. Teacher, what style is that? Technique.